Hey, welcome everybody. This is Come to the Table. Uh, we're going to be talking about what is God, and uh, I'm going to get started here in just a second, but I'm, I'm going to wait for half a minute or so, because I want to see if my team can figure out why we are not going live on YouTube. Something has changed in the settings on BoxCast, so if any of you are watching and can uh, jump in and work on it, that would be awesome. But uh, currently, yeah, we are not going live on YouTube. So... And just want to say, if you're on Facebook, um, 
And maybe if you're watching this later on YouTube in the future, if you want to join on um, the actual face-to-face um, uh, -face Zoom call, would love for you to go ahead and just jump on Zoom with us. But you have to go through our KT community now just because we got hacked a couple weeks ago. And so we've had to up our security and all that fun stuff. But the KT community is easy to get to and it's free. You just go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and there's a KT community tab. You click on that. If you have not signed up for it, it will take you into uh, the section where you'd go through that process to sign up. Again, it's free. And there we've got over 1,100 people that are joining us there. So we encourage you to come on in and uh, be, be part of what we're doing. So let me make some changes here real quick. And we'll get things going. So got a couple people here. Martha, good to see you. And Maxine, good to see you. Blessings. And I'll just flip over there really quick. So yeah, we got Martha and Maxine joining. And again, if you'd like to join us, go to our KT community. And in the KT community, it's real easy. There's a timer that was already going off there to let people know that we were about to start. So uh, again, hello, Martha. Can you hear me now? So I see you're muted, so you can unmute if you'd like to, if you have anything to share. Since it's been a couple weeks, I wasn't here last week. <laughs> so anything uh, exciting going on? There I, you go. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think the volume worked on the laptop. Well, it's a little sketchy, actually. It's popping in and out, but I can, I can hear you and understand you uh, enough to, to get whatever you're saying. So that's good. Well, my first question for today was to ask you if you had any of those uh, encounters in Sedona you were looking for. <laughs> you know, that is a, a good question, which actually kind of would help segue right into the topic today. What is God? Uh, because this is this was interesting. I went to the four, they call them vortexes in the region. Uh, and and there's more, but the four main ones, and I would call them the um, the uh, what would, uh, the the tourist vortexes. You know, it's the ones that are advertised on the websites, and and you know, there's tons of people there. In fact, I could only find parking to actually get to one, and so I, I climbed up this this mountain, which was actually you know it was very beautiful. I loved it. It was it was fantastic, but um, you know, I climbed up and was you know looking for and. And just asking for Father to show me what's there. And, you know, a lot of people go there and they feel this energy center. But one of the things that he pointed out to me, which again fits into our topic, what is God, is that he immediately, you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm not really feeling anything, God. So, Father, is there anything that I should be feeling? And, and then that, that verse came to mind. You are the gates. You are the vortex. You are the portal. And honestly, we are. We have Holy Spirit in us. And with Holy Spirit in us, that makes us the communication uh, portal between heaven and earth. And that, you know, it was just a, a sweet revelation that as Father was sharing that with me, just realizing that, um, you know, uh, we are that vortex. And um, I just realized that uh, probably, you know, I just want to say thank you so much to... Um, uh, Diane and and uh, Tom Rice for filling in for us on Wednesday night because this is not an easy thing to do. It is so easy to um, 
make mistakes and have things not working. And I just realized that people probably didn't hear you asking a question, Martha. Uh, but your question was, uh, did I feel anything or did I have any experiences at the Vortexes? So now I think I got you guys set to where you're coming through. Um, so if I could just hear one of you one more time. Maxine, you were sharing something earlier that we'll talk about. But um, can I just get one of you to say hi and make sure we're connected here? Hello. All right. We're good. So I believe that went out to the rest of the world. And I could be wrong. It could have gone out in the first place anyway, and I just don't know it. <laughs> so, hi, Diane. Good to see you. Blessings. I'm going to work on getting over to Facebook because that's the only group where I have some people, I think, because uh, YouTube is not working. And I don't have time to try to get in and fix it. So, uh, hi, Wendy, over on uh, Facebook. So I have a couple things prepared just to share, just to kind of get things rolling. And um, these are some notes that I was taking on the way home as we were driving back from uh, Santa Fe this morning. So now the thing is, I think all of us would have to just admit that everybody's going to have a little bit different understanding and viewpoint of who God is and what God is. Um, and you could even get all the, a lot of different understandings just from going through scripture that God is a strong tower, you know, and there, there's these images that he gives us. God is father. Um, there's all these different images that he gives us, but there's a few places where it says, and I'm going to just go down the list here. There's four of them. It says that God is spirit. That's in John four, uh, verse 24. God is light, which is first John first John one verse five. God is fire, a consuming fire, Deuteronomy 4.24 and Hebrews 12.29. And God is love, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. And, and I, and I kind of want to focus on these today. But if someone just has a really uh, a, a burning desire to share some other viewpoint that you have that has really been meaningful to you, uh, then I, I would be totally open to hearing that as well. So... Um, Hello, Ali from the UK. Good to see you. Thank you for being on here. So, uh, Diane, Maxine, Martha, and anybody else that'd like to join us, um, what um, what are some thoughts, if any, that you have at this point? I got a lot more to share, but I just want to see, does anybody have something they want to jump in with right now on just the thought of God is spirit, God is light, God is fire, and God is love? Go ahead. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right. <laughs> I agree too. <laughs> well, as being light, light is a frequency. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now you're 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 getting ahead of me already. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. You have okay. you got more to add to that? Well, I was thinking about frequencies and with Dell on yesterday, she yeah. talked about the different frequencies. But with when you have tuning forks, you have one that has a higher frequency than the lower frequency. And when you ting, ting them together, the one that has the lowest one will eventually move up and coincide with the one that is the higher. And I was thinking, that's probably what we need to do if we don't with God, join his frequency. And that should put us in a whole different perspective. 
and you know you shared that just before we went on the air and uh, and i i was just like that is so profound because it really fits into what we're talking about today and it's one of the things that i've shared many 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 times as to what i believe changes so many people who spend a good amount of time in the heavens because when you spend time in the heavens in the presence of the father and in in just all of heaven it's a higher frequency and it's going to draw you up and it will change you and i can't tell you how many people have come with you know evidence and testimony of how their lives have changed just by entering into the heavens and spending time there and you don't have to do anything just go there just spend time there meditate on what's going on in heaven meditate on what father's doing jesus did it all the time he only did what he saw the father doing so i i think it would be very wise of us to spend as much time as we can in the heavens and then i'll go even a step further just to remind us that we're already there we are already seated with Christ in heavenly places. So it's not really that we have to go. It's more a matter of we just simply need to start engaging and shifting our focus and being aware of our presence seated with Christ in heavenly places. So don't get stuck in one place. Know that the, there's a lot of places that, that Christ is moving, Jesus is moving, Yeshua is moving, and we go as well. And the thing is, there's a lot of things that the Father wants to show us in the heavens uh, that, you know, he's going to open doors for us to go see things and understand things that uh, we would never really get here if we just focus on this earth realm. So it's a, it's a powerful, powerful experience. So, Well, Friday night we had, with our ascension, uh, we got into what we thought was the womb of the Father, I, I don't know how that works, but anyway, with the yeah. amniotic fluid, and it's just like the baby doesn't do anything. The baby is fed. Mm. It's kept. I mean, everything that is around it takes care of it, and it just that is so floats good. around. That is so good. So good. <clears throat> I got a feeling that at some point, somehow, we as a human race will be brought to a point in a place where we will have to learn how to be how to simply be not how to do and not to get our um our um identity from what we do but understanding that our identity is in him and that's a place of being it's not a place of doing it's a place of just being in his presence with him and it's a powerful 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 paradigm shift when we can make it uh, unfortunately, we tend to shift right back into what am I doing? What can I do? And we, we even, even to the point of, in some cases, you know, some people, and I think many of us were, have been in that place before where we felt like we had to earn our way into heaven and we had to do, we had to do mission trips. We had to do uh, evangelism. We had to do this or that, serve at the church. But to understand that that place of serving even needs to come from a place of love and um, satisfaction and knowing who we are in him and then we can freely serve we can freely give and and you know God loves a cheerful giver uh, you can't really cheerfully give unless you know who you are because if you're giving because you you're, you know you feel like you're supposed to and you got an obligation to that's no fun that's not a cheerful giver father's looking for those people who have come to a place of knowing who they are in him and they're at peace in him and can walk in that and they give from that place. They serve from that place. They do, if they're going to do, they're going to do from that place. It's a place of rest. So, good stuff. 
Well, I'm going to just share with you some of these other thoughts that I have here. <clears throat> so, if God is spirit and God is light and God is fire and God is love, then if something is truly love, then it must be God. If it is truly spirit, then it must be God. If it is truly light, it must be God. If it is truly a consuming fire, it must be God. And if it is truly love, then wouldn't it also mean that it would be the Spirit of God? If it is the Spirit of God, it must be true and real love. If it is true light, it must be true love and spirit. And if it is pure and consuming fire, it must be true light and spirit and love. God is light, spirit, love, and fire. Therefore, all of these could be looked at as one in the same. The only difference is the names that they are described by. So, Maxine, you already got ahead of me. What is light? Light is energy. Right? Right. And then Einstein's... Go ahead, Maxine. Go ahead. I just, I'm just agreeing. <laughs> yeah. So... Light is energy. Einstein had this famous formula that I've shared many times, and everybody knows it for the most part, but E equals MC squared. Basically, that all matter is energy. Whether it's seen or unseen, it is energy. So the air that we breathe is energy. Um, all energy has a frequency because it's moving. If it's got matter, it is moving. It's energy in motion. In fact, it's the frequency. I'll just use my phone here. It's the frequency that gives me something, you know, th that frequency that is vibrating at keeps me from going right through it because there's actually more space there than there is um, ma matter. So that frequency is what makes it harder or like water. It's less hard. You can kind of go through it with your hand and so forth. The air we go through very easily. That's all frequencies. Every organ of our body is a frequency. It's all energy. It's confined energy. I wrote a couple articles a, a couple weeks ago on confined energy, that our organs are all different parts of our body. You know, it's confined energy, different energy confined differently with different frequencies. So when we begin to teleport, we're actually using our ability to uh, create, to teleport or send packets of confined energy into other realms. And so anyway, if you get a chance to read that article, it's on uh, the um, KT community. I uh, encourage you to go there and look at it. So you could say that everything, that everything, because it's all moving with energy, everything is alive. Everything is alive with energy. Everything has spirit. God is spirit. God is light. Everything is energy. Everything is light. Everything is spirit. Different levels, all of its different levels. I mean, God's obviously the highest spirit. And then we are very close to a next in that place, if we agree with scripture. All the way down to whatever the lowest form of matter might be. Uh, and, and just for our sake, you know, I'm not going to get into quantum physics or anything. Just, you know, the asphalt that we drive on, uh, the, the cement that we walk on, it all has frequency. And it all has some form of life. Jesus said if the people had not cried out that the rocks would. The rocks would have cried out. So everything has some form of spirit or life in it or on it. Um, so everything in all creation, seen or unseen, is energy. It is light. Colossians 1, 16 and 17 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, 
whether they be thrones or dominions. So we're even talking about principalities and powers here that it's still, they carry frequency. Our thoughts carry frequency. There is substance there that we don't see or necessarily understand, but we know that they send out frequencies. Uh, okay, so by, be it thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So this begins to help us look at things, for me anyway, I look at things a lot differently. Uh, some people would say, well, you know, a car is a man-made thing. Well, excuse me, all the things that the car is made out of, are com they come from the earth. And they're still coming from created substances that Yeshua put into existence initially. Now, we may have taken those and manipulated to some degree, but they are still matter, they are still light, they are still energy. And therefore, there still is a spirit. And it's interesting because you think of how some people connect to their car or to, you know, uh, an inanimate object. You know, they just talk about how they love their car, they love, you know, their, their uh, you know, whatever it might be. Their, you know, certain, well, some people, you know, uh, take the images of, you know, Buddha and others and they want to, you know, put something into that. But it's like, it's, it's all God. I'm sorry, Buddha's not in that thing. Uh, if anything, God is the one who made it, and he is the light and the energy that holds it together. So, you know, but in our own minds, we create a darkness. We create a darkness by forming an image and saying, this is God. When no, no, that's something God created, and we just take, took it and manipulated it and made it into an image, an idol, that we could then relate to. But God is so, so much more. And I think that's where ultimately I'm headed here is that God is so much more than we can relate to or even understand. But he has given us models so that we can relate to him. So him being a father is the one that I enjoy the most. And it is the one that he has put out there for us to understand him as a father. Now, many are, are and I love Catherine Wang's concept of the fact that all through the Bible, Father has said, I want to be one with you. I want to be married to you. So the bride, you know, the idea of the bride and the, the groom coming together, Father wants us to understand that ultimately he wants to be one with us. So these are models that he gives us to understand so that we can begin to relate to him. But it is honestly very challenging to try to think how big God is or what is he really because we are confined energy and somehow he is that energy that is unconfined and there is no limit to him and yet he is very you know he's the consciousness that we all operate out of so to speak and uh anyway so that uh, and i will say these are my connections with god you may have something different but i think the bottom line is that all of our connections with god if they lead us to love then we're going in the right direction. And for me personally, one of the differences between us and perhaps the New Age community is that we understand that God is an entity who wants to have intimacy with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to know him as the creator and engage with him as the creator and have this personal one-on-one -on -one relationship. Uh, rather than just thinking, oh, the universe, you know, the universe thinks and the universe does. No, it's my father you're talking about. <laughs> and that we would come to that place where we understand the personal relationship 
because I think that, again, is what Father has tried to get across to us from the beginning of scriptures, that he wants to be one with us. He wants that intimacy so close that we feel as if, and maybe we are actually one with him and in him. So uh, I got more, but any comments so far? Any thoughts? Let me see if I can check YouTube here as well. So if anybody on, you, on Zoom wants to uh, share, go ahead. So uh, Natalie says, uh, we're just having a chat with Jesus this week that in order for my prayers to carry power, restoration, healing, etc., I need to be releasing his frequency of love, which is a high frequency as opposed to be uh, praying from a place of selfish intent. Uh, i.e., I should pray, it is my duty to pray, I will be respected by others if I pray, etc. These intents are low frequency. These selfish intentions are very subtle, as they will often come under a religious, I am doing good spirit, which, yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, one of the things, you know, and there are just so many things to understand, but one of the things is, I believe, learning to flow in the light and the energy of what Father is doing rather than getting caught up. And I think that's what happens is we tend to take our uh, confined energy, and it's kind of interesting, but I see us taking our confined energy. And if Father's flow is like the river of life, we're sometimes that rock that gets in the way that wants to, to you know, form in the river to try to block the river and stop it from flowing. We may not even realize we're doing it but we can very easily tend to do it. So it's good for us to you know, just keep in, keep in mind and, and keep checking with Father that am I flowing with what you're doing? Because so often in the past, we have actually prayed against what Father's doing. And we found more and more often that when we go into the heavens to see what Father's doing, we get a better picture so that we're praying more with what he is doing versus against what he's doing. And an example of that is, is um, you know, several years ago when we still lived in California, all the fires that were going on, we would have in, uh, in our old Christian life, we would have uh, been praying that the fires be stopped and that they, you know, whatever it takes, get those fires stopped. But when we went to see what Father was doing, he told us to leave the fires alone. And what was remarkable is that we talked to so many other ecclesia groups around the world and independent of one another, they all the ones I talked to got the same message that they were told, leave the fires alone. And so, you know, we don't always understand what's going on. But Father did in that process. He taught us the difference between holy fire and unholy fire, which might have not had a lot to do with the fires that were going on, but it became a, a place where he was able to teach us something. Now, we did, and he did, you know, show us how to pray for the people. You know, that was totally different. But the fires themselves were to be let go at that time. So, all right, anyone else? Diane, go ahead. I think you're, for some reason, we're not hearing you. Let me see. Okay. Go ahead and keep trying, Diane. Uh, if I hear you, I'll stop so we can hear what you have to say. 
but for some reason, uh, we're not hearing you at all. So we'll, I will stop, though, as soon as I hear you. Anyone else while we're waiting? Allie says she just signed up for the newsletter. I would encourage anybody and everybody, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get the information of what's going on, what we're doing, when we're doing that, it. That is so neat because I actually was planning to say something because two weeks ago you said sign up for the newsletter. I went on your website. It's very hard to get on because it's like spinning and spinning and spinning when you sign in. But anyway, I got on and I signed up for the newsletter, but I still haven't received it. How often does it come out? It goes out once a week. Yeah, so no, I'm not getting it. And I also sent you a note. Do they tell you, like, when you send a note on it, do you get it? Uh, you know what? I don't always get those, unfortunately. Um, but somebody did. And I think Mindy may be listening in here. I, I think that's the other me that shows up on Zoom. I'm not sure. She's not uh, hopping on. But anyway, I'll make sure she gets the memo that you have tried to get on the newsletter. And, and what, uh, and what I said to you was because last time you said you liked seeing my cat behind me. And so I had just right. typed a message to you saying that was actually the dog because we have a cat and a dog. <laughs> So, I mean, these, uh, aren't, these aren't important things, but it was just something I meant to tell you and said somebody just mentioned the newsletter, but maybe maybe I should just go on and try and sign up again. You could try that. You could try that and um, just check it out. So, yeah, the, news, the uh, website is very heavy. So if you have a slow internet, it might be a little slow. We're still working on getting it all dialed in. Once we have it dialed in, we're going to go back to work on getting it um to run a little bit smoother than it does currently. So sorry about that. Um, but yes, when you get there, if you go over to the easy buttons and drop down list, there's the newsletter there. And actually it should be in the link of this one on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, you should be able to find the link to the newsletter as well in the notes on this show. What, what happened at the beginning of this one, yes, on Sunday when I was on your Kingdom Talks, uh, I was kicked out of Zoom by the internet, and uh, then somebody on your Kingdom Talks page suggested, before you come on Zoom, like restart the computer. So that's why yeah. I was on the laptop when we started this session, and you couldn't hear me well, because on the laptop you can't hear me well. So now I'm on the desktop, but I had to restart it. Well, I had, like, I, that lady suggested I do that. And so, yeah, now you can hear me better. But good, I mean, this, I know this yes. isn't what you want to talk about right now. <laughs> that's, that's fine. So, Diane, if you're not able to get your uh, microphone to work, uh, I would suggest typing it in the chat if you wouldn't mind. And that way we can, I can still get your message. <laughs> but you can keep watching and listening. <laughs> And um, if it, if you, yeah, there's several things I could coach you through, but probably now is not the time. Uh, let's see. Some questions came up over here on YouTube. I want to go back. Um, so Natalie says, my question right now is how to be in the Father's love, especially if I don't feel a feeling of love towards something or someone. You know, that's a really good and and, and uh, challenging question, I would say, Natalie, just because um, uh it is so easy for someone else just to tell you, oh, well, just do this or just do that. But my answer is, is, is just learn to rest in who he is and who you are. Because here's the greatest thing I've found for myself is that as I learn more and more how to get my identity to be solid in Christ and not in anything else, so not in what I believe, 
usually if I'm having some anger or, or hatred or dislike for something, it's because I have a belief system that is underlying that says that what I believe is good and what that is, what's going on over there is bad. And therefore, I have these emotions that come up toward it. Versus if I am have my have my um, uh, identity in Christ and not in that thing that I believe in, then there is nothing that the Father can do to, or excuse me, there's nothing that anyone else can do to shake me. So in Christ, we are unoffendable. Now, it doesn't mean that just because I don't like something, uh, it doesn't mean that it's wrong, and it also doesn't mean that I'm right. But it, it just means that when I have my faith and my, my identity in, in Christ, I am going to be unshakable. And, you know, therefore, anything I do hate is going to come from a place of out of my heart. So the hate that comes from God, I believe, is totally different than hate that comes from us. Ours is is filled with, you know, just nasty garbage that doesn't really belong. Um, you know, when it talks about the righteous anger of the Father or the, the, his righteous indignation or something like that, I believe that's an anger that most human beings have not experienced what we experience is usually the darkness within us that's trying to come out. And so um, when we have our identity in Christ, nothing can shake us. There's nothing that can pull the rug out from underneath of us. I've, I've seen things and heard things that in the past would have uh, really just, you know, ticked me off. Uh, I would have gone off in a rage and all of it just because I had a belief system that said this is right and this is wrong. Now my belief system is... Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the way. And when something comes along that doesn't agree with that, I'm asking, Father, what do you want to do? I don't have to get bent out of shape and, and just go nuts on it. I simply can ask, Father, what do you want to do? And most of the time, he's like, leave it alone. It's not for you to do anything. If there is something for me to do, he'll show it. But it's usually not anything extremely radical. Now, can I say that's the case all the time? No. Not for myself and not even for Jesus. Jesus turned over the tables in the temple and threw the money tables all over. So, so we know that you know there might be times, but I just say, check with the Father. See what he's doing to make sure that you know we're not going off on, and doing something crazy like that, thinking that we're being all righteous, when in reality, no, that's not what he was doing. He, a kind word could have really shifted things in that place. But resting in who I am, resting in Father, Resting in what he's doing, not trying to measure up, not trying to do something that um, is, uh, you know, uh, in my mind or even in my subconscious mind, trying to make it so I measure up and that I earn a place in heaven or I earn his love. Uh, once we get to that place where we realize there's, there's no earning anything, we've got it all. We really have it all already. It's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. So I don't know if that's helping or not, I'm, but I, I, for me, the answer is rest in Christ, rest in Him as my identity. And to really, um, another thing is, you know, if I do find a place where I'm like, ooh, I hate that, or it's like, ooh, I don't like that, or whatever, that's a good trigger point. You know, be joyful. Say, wow, I just got triggered. Awesome. Father, what do I do with this? What is this? Why am I triggered in this area? Uh, those are those are great opportunities. So look at them as such, and just ask Father, what's in me that's making me respond the way I'm responding to whatever that thing is. So, okay, let me look at a couple of these. Should I therefore 
my question, okay, love towards someone or something. Should I therefore not pray for a specific situation or person if I am not resonating in love? Um, you know, there are times where I am, uh, Isaiah talks about an idol in the heart. And so if what you are seeing is bigger than God in his love, and it's like right in your face, then there's been times where I've had something where I've really desired it, something I think is good. And, but it could be bad as well. And if it's right there in my face and I can't really see or hear God, well, my disposition nowadays is, okay, Father, here's, here's what I want. Okay, I'm not going to lie about it. This is what I want. But I'm going to lay it down. You know, I, I've expressed my desire for it. Or in, in your case, as you're talking about trying to pray for someone that you don't love, but, you know, perhaps you know you should. It's just that whatever the frustration, whatever the anger, whatever it is, be willing to lay it down. Even though maybe you can't, just be willing and just say, I submit this to you, Father. I submit it to you so I can see you, so I can see you and not this thing that's in between you and me. And just be willing to lay it down. And again, ask Father, because... So many times we think if we don't do something or if we miss an opportunity that we've missed out, that we're bad, we're in a bad place now because we missed out. You know what? You're not going to mess up God's plan for you. I'm sorry. You're just not that big. You, you don't have that much power. He has a plan for you and you can kick and scream and fight it all the way to your death, but eventually he's going to get you. I, I believe that. So that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> um, and then let's see. I would love to get on Zoom right now as I'm so passionate about this, but uh, don't seem to be have a password. Uh, you have to go into um, our KT community. So go to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. There's a tab up there, KT community, and you have to sign up there. And then once you're in, you, you'll get notified anytime we have something live going on. And there's a lot of other good people in there having some good conversations. So okay, guess so what? I, I did get your email. And oh, it didn't say newsletter. It said, uh, anyway, like, obviously, you're not typing, topic. But, but somebody named you is sending me chats. So it's probably like you said, Mindy. And, and she, Mindy. Said, she said, you did get it and you even opened it. So it's kind of weird that you can even tell when someone opens it. I just didn't oh. realize that was the, e the newsletter. I'm sorry. So forgive <laughs> me. And I know you no will because you're very forgiving. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Diane, I haven't seen anything in chat from you yet, and is your audio working? I can see you talking, but I can't hear you. Okay, I see you're unmuted, but we still can't hear you on this end, unfortunately. I'm not sure if it's... Uh, the. You can maybe look in your mic settings. Um, there's a little button down by the microphone on the le lower left-hand corner. Uh, there's a little arrow, and if you click on that, there's usually some options there you can try. Uh, J.P. Brooks, good to see that you're with us. I can't see your face, but glad you're with us. Hey, thanks, Gil. Yeah, if you have anything to share, I'd love to hear it. Well, sorry, I just joined. I just heard your last couple sentences, but that was great. Wow, it was awesome to hear about, you know, a reminder that the Father has a plan for each of us, and we can't really mess it up we can delay it yeah we can cause us ourselves to take some detours or sidetracks maybe but you know we're not more powerful than him and he's always working and you know i was just reading some things today well i needed this encouragement the last couple of days just a reminder that 
you know, he's the God of time. He's outside of time. He's past, present, and future. And so even, you know, I was telling a friend the other day, just a couple of days ago, I was saying, you know, I went with the ascending and all this stuff and everything. I wish the father would let me go back in time three and a half years ago and just change one tiny little simple huge massive <laughs> mistake <laughs> i made <laughs> but anyways yeah. we're encouraging that you know he's he's above all those he already knows whatever we're going to do he already knows yeah. we're going to make a mistake mess something up and um he can fix anything he can restore the years he can you know, you turn everything for good. It can cause it to work out. So, yeah, wow. Uh, these last couple of days have just been reminded of that. So yours was a good reminder. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm glad you're on here. I know we've had a few connections on uh, the KT community, which have been really good. <laughs> I've enjoyed those. Thanks. I just, uh, I don't, so I just, uh, I'm lying here on the sofa in the dark. I kind of prefer dim lighting. So you I could turn on the light. You could see my face, but I'm just uh, relaxing here. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Okay. So now Ali says, um, regarding frequencies, uh, all new language to me says, please, can you explain a bit more? Would resonating with his frequency, uh, more be connected to physical healing? It, it definitely can be, uh, Ali. What I would, I, what I would say is that, um, you know, again, Anything that's matter has frequency, um, but but even love has a frequency. I mean, if you look at these, you know, energy charts, you know, where the anger and you know frustration and these these are all very low level frequencies that do damage to us when we when we focus on those. But as you follow that chart up, uh, and some of those would be called new age, but it's they're scientifically looked at as well. So it's not new age; it's just something that is, and we're just starting as a scientific community in the last hundred years or so to dive into frequencies and begin to understand everything everything has a frequency and we know that certain frequencies can really uh change things i mean just the frequency of uh you know meeting a um a certain pitch meeting the frequency of a, of a glass the glass has frequency too and those two meet in a certain way and you can shatter the glass so there's been a lot of studies on frequencies in in healing as well as uh, doing damage uh, used in warfare. So frequencies are extremely powerful, but it's like we're a bunch of little kids playing with frequencies. And for the most part, I don't know that we know what we're doing. So we do need to be really careful. And yet at the same time, I say, study, study, study. If that's what Father's calling you to do. If Father's not calling you to do it, don't worry about it. But, but frequencies, I believe that the frequency of love is so powerful that when we learn to love ourselves well, love ourselves as Father loves us, as He created us, and that we become, we come to that place where we are at total peace. One of the things that's totally free on our community, if you go to the again the KT community, totally free on there is about a one-hour engagement where we engage with what I call your perfect self. Colossians two ten says that we are complete in Christ. In Him we are we're we're done. We're complete. So life is a little bit like that two-sided coin where one side we are complete and perfect in Christ and the other side is this journey that we're on. And we're, we're all kind of working through the, uh, the, the, the um, struggle of, you know, how do we live for that life that is already complete and perfect in Him 
while we're here. And so one of the things I can say without a doubt is as I have focused more on myself in Christ, that I have been, uh, well, just I used to get sick probably two or three times a year, two to three weeks at a time, sometimes six weeks at a time. My wife was like always waiting on me. She was she was really sick of me being sick. Um, but that was most of our married life until about six, seven years ago. And as I began engaging in the heavens, as Maxine had said earlier, it's like being in the heavens, that higher frequency began to raise my frequency. And as I began to encounter who I really am in Christ, where I'm perfect in the sense that I don't have anything to complete, I don't have anything to prove, I'm not trying, I'm not striving to earn his approval in any way, shape, or form because I am who he created me to be. And when I understand who I truly am in him, and I begin to rest in that, and I spend time meditating and focusing on who I am in Christ, when I spend time doing that, my frequency again begins to raise. I've only been sick like three times in the last four or five years, and it's only been for a day or two with a little bit of a sniffle, and that's been it. Um, not to say that nothing would ever happen again, but when I do catch myself getting a scratchy throat or anything like that, I go into the heavens and I specifically see in the spirit myself engaging with my perfected self. And we actually put our hands together in the spirit. I see us putting our hands together like this. And what he's doing is he is giving me, or he, he's either giving me his perfect DNA to get rid of that virus, whatever it is that's in me, and or he's teaching my DNA to kind of level up to get to the place where he can do it on its own. But every time I've done that, every single time I've done that over the last four or five years, I have not got sick. Those two or three times that I did get sick, we were traveling. I didn't even pay attention. I knew that something was coming on, but I just kept going, going, going. And I woke up and I, it, it, it had got me, you know. But again, just the sniffles and a little bit scratchy throat for a day or two. And that was it. Uh, didn't slow me down at all. So totally different than what had been in the past. So I believe that when we perfectly love ourselves as he has created us, as, as we should, not an arrogant, prideful love, but it's actually a very humble type love to where I love myself in such a way that I'm perfectly comfortable with who I am. I'm not threatened by what anybody else can say or do to me. And if someone comes with a different point of view and, uh, you know, in the past, like I said, I might have flipped out and got angry. But now if they come to me with a different point of view, honestly, if I'm in my right mind, which I feel like I am a whole lot more these days, um, I'm intrigued. I'm like, really? You believe that? Let's I want to hear more. I want to understand. Come on. And I, I really I really do. I want to hear and I want to understand their point of view because it's different. And I can tell you that all of us can have these different points of view of God. And every we could go through every person on the planet. I don't care whether they're an atheist or what. What's your point of view of God? Well, he doesn't exist. Okay, what's your point of view? You could go through the entire planet of everybody who's ever lived, get their perspective of God, and we still would not have a full perspective of who God really is or what God really is. So it makes it easier for me when I realize that to just kind of lay down my own personal idea of who he is. I can share it. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm just sharing who I believe God is, what I believe God is. If it resonates with you, run with it, you know, look into it more. And if it doesn't, delete it off your playlist. <laughs> you don't have to listen to this. So anyway, I'm rambling. What Anyone else got something to say? I got more to share, but uh, we're, I want to hear what you guys have to say. <clears throat> no, I think that's great, Yolan. You know, I just, 
learned this one. I just love Kingdom Talks, and I just it's an answer to prayer for me because I've been uh, the Lord was teaching me a lot of these things, like He has a lot of people over the last few years, you know, and just discipling me and helping me and through a lot of different people. And then I was really needing a community and I really needed the ascending. I was really, I've been trying to do it on my own. I was exposed to it and it's more happened a few times, usually when I have difficulty doing it on my own. But I think part of that was just that the Lord, the father wanted me to get in a community because basically I'm on my own and I've been so much on my own in the last few years. And so he wanted to force me, I think, to need other people. I mean, I'm happy to do things with other people, you know, but just the way life has been and my ministry and everything and situation. So, so your thing, but you're talking about listening to other people and doesn't matter what their perspective is. And they could say, I hate God. I hate Christians, whatever. Wow. You know, I was the same way. Like so many of us raised really to be a Pharisee raised really a legalistic Pharisee and only a few years ago when you know the father just thank god changed my heart and because i really experienced him so now i can do that and wow it's so freeing and it's so awesome so so i really appreciate you and adina and wow for you know doing kingdom talks everything here so man i just love it and i and i and i'm told so many of my friends about it and trying to get other people a lot a couple that did join and um because yeah this is what we need and we need this community to encourage us and keep encouraging us because we're all out there in the world and we're all encountering things and the devil's trying to we just need each other but it's really awesome and that so I just see now I just see how the way I was raised in church and so many really we were so unchristlike, you know mm. saying we were good disciples of Jesus but being so judgmental and critical of other people and you know living out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil in our carnal mind yeah. and everything so I'll stop now so I don't ramble but no I just appreciate this <laughs> everything I appreciate you. And like I said, I've enjoyed some of the conversations we've had on uh, the KT community. So look forward to more of those. Um, And one of the things that we've discovered is that without freedom, you can't really have true love. And so, but at the same time, I guess it's hard to give true freedom when your identity is wrapped up in a um, doctrine or a dogma or you know anything of that nature because if it's wrapped if if someone's identity is wrapped up in that then as soon as someone comes along who doesn't agree well it's either that person has to go or you have to manipulate them into a place of where you're taking away their freedom now i was a pastor of a very conservative church so i did this to people over and over and over it's like i want you to be part of our community but if they wouldn't agree with certain things it's like okay you can't be a part of our community uh versus uh, we are definitely a lot more open now at the same time, you know, we had this hacker come on a few weeks ago and he's, you know, putting pornography up during our, you know, Sunday morning gathering. And we, and he knew what he was doing. He, um, you know, was doing it faster than we could pull it down. So we eventually had to just shut it all off. So how do you handle like something like that? Well, for one thing, I know that there are people probably that were listening that were not at a mature enough stage to understand, hey, this is just somebody who doesn't know who they are. 
you know, they have they have no clue who their real identity is, and they're flirting with the enemy and playing his dark games. Um, but you know, if we know who we are, you know, I was wanting to get it down for that purpose. But hey, if he had done it while uh, you know nobody else was around, I I would you know I'm not going to look at the images, but I'm going to sit there and I was like, wow, what you doing? You know, I would start a conversation and I would really love to, you know, work with him just to have a conversation to get down to really knowing who he is. That would be my goal. That's what I would love to do is help people. And that's what, you know, our immersion retreats are all about that. We just got back from Sedona where we had 22 people and um, just absolutely beautiful watching people make the transition and the paradigm shifts that it takes to be set free. And it's a beautiful thing, but... Um, it's it's worth it. It's worth the journey. Anyone else? Um, I did mention to you a couple of weeks ago that that's one of the reasons that I'm like listening to you is your story, right? Because yeah. I, I especially would love for my husband what you've described for yourself because he's sick a lot and I'd love to see him healthy, you know, and um, and even for myself, I don't have as much physical ailments, but, you know, he, my husband and I were even listening to a really good teaching this morning about beating yourself up. And, you know, we do that so much and it's so and we're really painful, good at it, right? Yeah. And it's so painful. So, you know, your story of how you said you hated yourself till you were 50 and you don't anymore. I'm going to keep coming back because I said it two weeks ago and I'll say it again. And maybe I'll say it next week again. I want what you have. <laughs> and I, I do hope you keep coming because I think a lot of it has to be caught and not necessarily taught. You know, we in the ultimate impact, we do our best to teach it. But even there, it takes time for people to move through those paradigm shifts where they, they got to lay down some of those old paradigms, those old belief systems, because they do not serve us well. Many of them just don't serve us well. And so we have to be willing to lay those down and be willing to relook at some things that perhaps we were told and taught are strictly taboo and shouldn't have anything to do with us. When in reality, it's like, man, a lot of that stuff, God is the one who created it. The enemy may have twisted it, but God is the one who created it. And there is power in there from him to do good things. And we can't run from everything that the enemy touches. Otherwise, we won't be, we're going to be running from everything because he will try to touch everything he can touch to get us to move away from it, especially if it has good authority and power in it that Father's already put there. So we're, we're opening things up and, and just being willing to go down some of those roads that uh, a lot of people haven't been willing to go down or been afraid to go down because they've been taught to be afraid. But you know what? Perfect love casts out all fear. And uh, it's that fear that actually causes a lot of our diseases and uh, sicknesses because you know, we're operating out of fear rather than love. And this whole COVID thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm not here nor there on... Uh, you know, whether we should be wearing masks or anything else, but it, the, the media and all this created this massive hysteria and fear, which, you know, I guarantee you some people probably got it because their immune systems were lower because of fear that would not have gotten it if it hadn't have been blown up into this big nasty thing. But I mean, I don't, and, and I'm not saying that it's not a, a, a terrible virus. It, it has been. Uh, but anyway, that, that fear has a big impact on our frequency 
And when our frequency is a higher frequency into that place of love, then uh, I don't believe that if we perfectly love ourselves, I don't believe there's any room for sickness or disease, period. Uh, so that's where I'm trying to head is I want to love myself well. But as I love myself better, with that should come a deeper and greater level of humility. Because if it's going the other way with arrogance and pride, okay, you got the, something's wrong. <laughs> it's not, not operating yeah. in true love. Definitely. All right, Amen. so... Um, uh, we're about out of time. Wow. I, I I'm actually... in Michael Van Zanten's uh, group on Saturday mornings, Ultimate Impact. And uh -huh. our, our Saturday, we were talking about tongues. And, uh, you know, even though this ascending and heaven is all new to me, tongues, even though, I don't know if I told you that my dad, parents were missionaries in Brazil. Did I tell you that? No. Okay, well, I grew up in Brasilia. My parents were missionaries, but I wasn't taught about their Mennonite brethren. It's more like Baptist. So, okay, yeah. but, but I didn't learn about tongues and stuff. But God gave me the gift of praying in tongues already in '83. So I'm very blessed that that part, at least, you know, I'm familiar with. And uh, Michael is having our group this whole week focus on that. So I find that very, very helpful. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, we have a lot of different leaders in the Ultimate Impact groups who do things differently, and I and I love it. They have the freedom to do that. Do that, and what you know, what I'm looking for are the reports back because uh, you know we do have leadership meetings, and in our leadership meetings, it's about yeah, I'm trying this, and it didn't work. Okay, well we'll put that one to the side, and if somebody else wants to try it, okay. But for right now, we're going to put that to the side. But some other group is trying this, and it's like this is working really well, and so there's some things that we've implemented because somebody had the freedom to step out and do something a little bit different, and it worked really well. Um, so I'm going to share just a couple more thoughts here, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, but Jesus is the light, okay? He made us in his image, so we also are the light. We are also light and spirit. That's scriptural. But we lack something that remains for us to grow in. And I like Young's literal translation. It's the only one that translates it this way, but I like it. Uh, Psalm 8, verse 5, the first part says, He causes him to lack a little of the Godhead, speaking of us. So this is the verse that says uh, we're a little lower than Elohim. Young's literal translation says, Causes him to lack a little of the Godhead. So speaking of us, that we're lacking just a little of the Godhead. It's like, wow, that's interesting. Okay, so it says God is light, God is love, God is fire, God is, um, what was the other one? Uh, spirit. Uh, but the Bible says that we are light. Matthew 5, 14, Ephesians 5, 8 says that we are light. Uh, it says we are spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are love. It doesn't say we're fire either, but I want to focus on the fact that it doesn't say that we are love. I don't have a grid for fire yet. Now, maybe some do, but I don't have a grid for fire yet. I'm just working on love. <laughs> and what I would suggest is that one of, if not the main thing that we are here to learn on this in this earth realm is how to love. That is definitely one of the pieces that we are missing that makes us lower than the Godhead. Uh, because, and not that we'll ever become God. That's not the point. We're, I, I don't think we, we may become gods. In fact, it says we are little gods. But we will mm -hmm. never, I don't think we will ever reach the statue of God himself. Uh, my personal opinion is, you know, God is creating. He's creating new things all the time. If he's creating anything new, guess what? He grew. Something new means he grew. So he is growing all the time. We will never catch him. 
Uh, if he wasn't growing, then somewhere in eternity, if we keep growing, we'd eventually catch him. But if he's growing all the time through eternity as well, then we'll never catch him. So mm-hmm. I believe that uh, he is the one. What is God? Uh, this, this is really a, uh, it's just a model, okay? It's just a model. For me, I believe what God is, is he is the Christ consciousness. He is God consciousness. He is the one that is living through you. He's living through me. He's living through everything. And in his experience, when uh, when we step on a rock, when we say a, a good word to somebody, you know, whatever is going on as I'm moving my hands <laughs> in the air, you know, this is my experience, but it's his too. Our communication is his experience as well. All of that is going into his understanding and he is growing so massively, you know, beyond what we would ever be able to attain. But that we are, um, you know, in his image and being and created in such a way that we can experience these things to some degree as we as we follow and chase after him and we chase after him at least right now by learning to love well to learning to love more so those are my final thoughts diane can you hear me yes we can hear you i am about over 20 years ago I didn't have opinion about God as far as how far I, mean, I was saved and all that kind of stuff. But um, I had a vision of a, just a huge crowd of people and we were all worshiping God. And in, the, in this vision, we were worshiping God. And I looked up and I looked around and I said, oh my gosh, we're God. And I can't, I can't get that out of my head. And I, every time I feel it, I feel that I feel the, 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 vibrations going through my body when I think about it, my picture, I see it. And the closest person I've heard to say anything like that has been Catherine, Catherine this week. But I know we're not God. And I didn't dare to say it to nobody because I know I know we're not God. <laughs> but yet, being there together in this corral, I just looked, I said, oh my God, we're God. We were just so full of God that I can't, can't And say see, that's, that's the beauty of it is, is when we can... It, how do you have an intimate relationship with something you think is less than you? And yet yeah. Father has called and called and called for us to come to him so that he can have an intimate relationship with us. So to some degree, in some way, he sees us as equals. To some degree, to some way. Mm-hmm. Again, I like you. Uh, I'm not saying that we're God. However, at the same time, Jesus says, I want to be one with you. I want you to be one with me. John mm-hmm. 17, he's all over this. It's the oneness. Yeah. He wants us to be one together. And if yeah. we're one with Christ, Jesus says he's one with the Father. So if we're one with Christ and we're one with the Father, we all know that we invite the Holy Spirit, Jesus, into our heart. God is in us. So if God is in us, everything he is that's in me, I am. And if, and if Catherine's work is... <laughs> if Catherine's work is um true at all which it probably is um that she points out that she showed scriptures of um him saying that we were his equal yes and there's very interesting things in there and i i mean i've never yeah. ever thought that way my husband's having a hard time with it but <laughs> well here's the thing if we don't have our identity in him then we're likely to go around if we hear this and if we accept it we're likely to go around with a pride and arrogance complex on god However, if we understand who we are in Christ and the humility, the spirit of humility comes with that, then when you realize that, wow, God's made me equal to him, 
Mm-hmm. It, there's a it, humility and a satisfaction of knowing I am. I don't have to then go around trying to make everybody look like me, agree with me, be me, because mm-hmm. that's what we tend to do when we don't know who we are. But you mm-hmm. said something the other day. You said um, that you had this thing you didn't, couldn't explain yet, but this oneness that we started out with God is one, then we became separate, and then we came back together. My husband mentioned the same thing, and I thought, if that's the case, then we're his bride. The two, the two become one again. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I will say that that's in our own understanding. It, that is our own. You could even say darkness, because truly and honestly, the mm-hmm. Bible's very clear. There's never been a separation. Yeah, there cannot but, be a separation because right. if there were, we wouldn't exist. Right. Right. But in our own thinking, we have created this dark area in our own thinking. Because there's no darkness in God. There's no darkness in Him. The only darkness is our own illusion of it that we've created in our own hearts and minds. And Mm -hmm. so what I use the analogy all the time is we're like it's like we are in the matrix. We're in a matrix of Mm -hmm. lies that the enemy has put over us and caused us to believe in. And when we agree with a lie or we agree with a dark entity or anything of that nature... We give it power, mm-hmm. but because we're made in his image. But yeah. it, at the same time, we can quickly and just as easily say, nope, I'm done with that. I am not giving that any more power or authority in my life. And mm-hmm. we can, in some cases, you can instantly turn. But in other cases, you can at least begin to turn and turn mm-hmm. toward the light and away from the darkness. Yeah. yeah. And then get back to what you said about yeah. healing. I'm in the same boat. I I am. Um... I just think that as soon as I get filled up with his love so so full, sickness won't be able to stay in my body. That's exactly. I, I'm counting on. Yeah. And, I, and so. And one question for you, if you don't mind. Uh-huh. Um, I've had a lot of different supernatural experiences with God, but when I go, they, but they've all been him initiated it. He, he, he did it. When I go into to ascend and I lay down and meditate, because I have all day long to do it, because I'm just alone, because I'm homebound. Um, I can't seem to go there. I can't. I, it's like I, I don't have a good imagination. I mean, it's like it's like one time I went to a hotel and I had a beautiful hotel. And I said, oh, this is where God got the idea. <laughs> you know? It's like my imagination is just not there. It's not good or something. Give well, a couple things I would suggest is on our on our KT community or on our website, you can find Chris Carter's um, Imagination Booster. Okay. You might want to take a look at that, uh, but you can also there. You could probably find some things in a lot of other places to just help boost your imagination. And you know, I don't even use the word imagination because flat out, it's your spirit at work. Imagination yeah. is just the word that we use. It's an English word created by uh, you know a secular people to describe functions of our spirit without admitting that there is a spirit. So um, I just I just use the word spirit, but imagination works. If it works, use it. Just yeah, understand I, you're so much more. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just keep doing that. But rest is a big key to the whole thing. And also, mm-hmm. uh, reach out a little bit. Discover what works for you. Is there a certain type of music that helps your imagination? Yeah, I always, I always put music on. But then, see, I had a dream about the numbers 222 two, quite a while ago. And so the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I told my wife about this. I was... 
I said, okay, I'm going to put two two music on the, that frequency on. I know nothing about music, absolutely nothing. I put it on, and I, I this is going to sound weird. I it got to a place where hovering over me was my body. I was separating my body, my spirit from my body, and it was draw, trying to draw me upward. And I and I got scared, and so I just stood up and said, I'm stopping it. Then I read Ian Clayton's book, and he's in Dark Cloud, and he described exactly what I experienced. Yeah. Wow. Well, I could, well my, I could feel my body. It was pulling me. It wanted to pull me up, but I got scared. And I feel, see, since I got sick and had, I had some strokes and I have Parkinson's, but I don't have it, but you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But, um, that caused fear to come in me. And that's, that's so, going to be one of the key things is, is more and more rest and meditation on who God is mm-hmm. and just let him you know, more and more describe to you who he is, what he is, and who he is in you. Um, those those worries and those concerns need to be washed in the blood. Yeah. And, and if you know how to do the courts of heaven, though, that's a great method yeah. to go through to to just come out of agreement with anything that you're agreeing with that um, is not helping you. <laughs> yeah, we've been learning yeah. to anything yeah. we're, the agreements that we've made. Yeah. All right. Well, we probably need to be wrapping it up. Anybody else have anything that they feel like they just got to say or, or before we go? I was going to give uh, Diane a link to a uh, very easy, good uh, soaking music and a walkthrough oh, of yeah. Ascending. And uh, I was trying to find the link, but it's called A Stroll Along the Sea of Galilee. Uh-huh. I think it's Julie, Julie True does the music to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And good. it's Please. on the, there's a ministry called Communion with God. Okay. I wrote it down. And on their free, it's a free resource. I mean, you can buy the CD and all, but they have a free resource and they have a little MP3 short one. And you can download so, it and it's a walkthrough and the music and it's really great. It's so easy, simple. It's imagine yourself with Jesus on a beautiful summer day around the Sea of Galilee and then just ask him questions and talk to him. Yeah. Love that. So Muriel, I know you're watching on, uh, on uh, Facebook. If you wouldn't mind um, catching that information and putting a link up in the notes there as well, that would be awesome. Very, very cool. Well, this is Man, I don't time. want to leave. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, I again, we're going to be traveling, doing another immersion retreat next week, and I'm I'm just looking at my calendar, uh, so it's a bummer. But I'm likely to miss two weeks in a row. I may see if I can do the 13th. I may see if I can do the 13th. But um, just watch uh, KT Community, and we'll keep the information up to date there as to whether or not we're having this meeting here. But uh, uh, next week we won't be having it. So I'm glad we got to meet this week. So yes, love you, you guys. Thank you, Gil. Thanks. Such a blessing. Fun. All right. We will see you all next time. Take care. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bless you. Bye. Bless you, brother.